Well, good morning. It is a great day today, and we are here uh, to make some history in the life of Southwinds Church. I hope that uh, you are excited to be here. Are you excited to be here today? Amen, amen. Uh, well, today, today is Celebration Sunday, and we've got some really great news to share with you today. Would you like to hear the news? Anybody want to hear? Anybody? Would you like to hear it right now? Too bad. Uh, you're going to have to wait for a while. Not time yet. Not time yet. You're going to have to just wait a little bit longer. In fact, let me say, as Kevin said earlier, uh, if you have still not uh, yet uh, been able to make your commitment and you're wanting to do that today, if you'd like it to be included, we're tallying the numbers up <laughs> as we go. Each service, uh, gifts are still coming in. And, and if you'd like to be included in that, you could uh, take yours back um, to where Jay is right now, or you could simply put it in the offering bag at the end of the service, and we'll include it in the total that gets announced at the 11 o'clock. Either way, you'll want to keep watching because we're going to have, I think, the number that continues to grow um, as we, we move closer and closer uh, to what uh, everyone is, is able to do uh, with this commitment to the Lord. Uh, over the last two months, as you know, we have been on a spiritual journey called Next Gen, and it's just been a time uh, where we've been dreaming about how God would use us to impact the eternal destinies of thousands and thousands of people in Tracy and Mountain House and Lathrop. And there have been hundreds of you who I know have been faithfully praying. And, and you have been asking God, you know, what would you have me to do to fulfill, accomplish your purpose through Next Gen? And, and I've just told you that this season that we are in is a time where we are, as God's people, choosing to act today so that we can all together impact tomorrow. Our theme verse has been Psalm 78, 4, and that verse says, we will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and mighty wonders. And many of you, I think most of you were here two weeks ago on Commitment Sunday, which was one week after I was able to share with you that we already had over $900,000 in advanced commitments. And, and on uh, Commitment Sunday, I know that you, like me, watched with joy as, as, as you streamed forward. We all together as a Southwinds family came forward to this stage and prayerfully uh, put our commitments uh, before God. I had a number of you that said to me after those services how moved that you were to just see everyone making those commitments, taking part in that time. Now, the experts uh, in this area have told us that a church our size uh, could expect uh, an average commitment result of around uh, 1.6 million. Since it's baseball season, let's just call that a good hard single, okay? That's what that would be. And they told us that a home run uh, for us as a church would be somewhere around 2.3 million. But we believe that God was calling us to something beyond that. And so we set our aim higher. And we prayed for like a grand slam of two and a half million, uh, knowing that the scope of the mission that God has given us is so great with more than 100,000 people in our area who do not know Jesus Christ. We felt this is where God was leading us uh, to challenge our, 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 our congregation. And we are going to celebrate what we have done together in a few moments. But first, as we do every week, we're going to take some time to study God's Word together. And so I want you to open your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 through 20. And as we study God's Word, what I'll be doing this morning is, uh, as I told you, sharing some of the stories that you sent to me. I want to thank everyone who wrote in. 
Uh, I've read every email that you sent me, but you sent me so many. I, I couldn't use all of them with the time uh, that we have available. And there are just so many stories of God's grace and God's hand at work in our lives. Now, First Chronicles 29 is recording a day when King David called together all the people of Israel. And he was challenging them with this task that truly was beyond their abilities. It was a task to build a temple worthy of God. And David says in verse 1, this task is great because this palatial structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. Just like we are seeking to carry out God's mission, it's not about us, it's, it's God's mission. And so what we do is beyond us. And as the king, David faced the challenge first in verse 2. He said, with all my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God, gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, gems, fine stones, and marble. All of these in large quantities David gave. According to scholars, what David gave is worth around $5 billion in in our, our money today. And then the leaders of the people stepped up, and we're told that they also brought unimaginable gifts of gold and silver and bronze and iron. Verse 6 says, they gave willingly. And when they were all done, they had given over 300 tons of gold, 635 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, and 3,750 tons of iron. And again, someone has calculated that today, this would have been worth around $20 billion. And then after they had done this unbelievable, unimaginable thing, they had a celebration Sunday. Maybe really it was a celebration Sabbath, you know, because it's the Old Testament. But verse 9 says, The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. And when we come to our text for today, verses 10 through 20 records for us David's prayer. And this is just this prayer that kind of bursts out of David's heart. Uh, And it's just this overflow of his celebration of the grace of God in his life and in the life of the nation. Here's what it says, beginning in verse 10. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are aliens and strangers in your sight, as were all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. O Lord our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things have I given willingly and with honest intent, and now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. O Lord, God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep this desire in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts loyal to you. 
and give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands, requirements, and decrees, and to do everything to build the palatial structure for which I have provided. Then David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed low and fell prostrate before the Lord and the king. So we have this great day of celebration. In the midst of all this celebration, we see David just bursting out in this prayer. And it is a prayer you need to understand that just flows out of the rich experience of the goodness of God. It flows out of the rich experience of God's unimaginable grace to David in his life. He is just so very grateful to God that he cannot help but respond. And David's words, I think, express three answers to a question that we are asking today. And that question is, why do we celebrate today? Why do we celebrate today? This week, it was really fascinating to me how uh, much your stories that you sent in just connected right along with these truths. And so I want to share them with you and then uh, read some of the responses I was given. Number one, we celebrate today uh, because we are celebrating God's unimaginable goodness. See, on a day like today, I just want to say it again. We've been saying it. We're going to keep saying it. This is not about money. This is not about a building. This is about God and about God's mission and about the people that God sent his son Jesus to die for, the people that he loves so very much. It's about the goodness of God. See, we know on a day like today that God is good all the time, right? Let's just, let's just do that one. You know that one, right? God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. See, that's why we're here today. And we must always live in the reality that God is unimaginably good. If you look at David's words again in verses 10 through 13, he's praising God, who's the everlasting Father. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and power and glory and majesty and splendor. Everything in heaven and earth is yours, O Lord. Yours is the kingdom. Wealth and honor come from you. You rule over all things. That's the basis on which David says they are now giving thanks and praise to God. Now, if I could sum up, I think, the heart of what we've been learning in this season, I think I would put it this way. It's all about God and his kingdom. It's all about the reality that God is great, that God has all power. God deserves all the glory, all the majesty, all the splendor, because it's God's kingdom. You know, these past few weeks, uh, we've been focusing on God's work. And as we think about that, it causes us to think about our responsibility to carry out his mission. And, and part of that responsibility is not just reaching people today, but planning to reach people tomorrow, even into the next generation. Uh, someone wrote into me uh, these words, Pastor Mike, I was part of the Imagine campaign in 2006, and I was very nervous to make my commitment as at the time I wasn't even working. But through that campaign, I learned a very important lesson. God is always faithful. God always takes care of us and always honors our sacrifices. This time, I prayed and asked God for guidance. I am stepping out in faith in retirement, and I know he will bless the gifts I give and always take care of me. I am very excited to see our church grow. It has already grown so very much, but there are so many others in our communities who need Christ. We just need to be able to reach them 
and through next gen, we will. Isn't that great? See, the most exciting thing to me uh, about our next-gen spiritual initiative is that God is already at work. God is already changing lives. God is already uh, doing things in our midst. He's been using this time, because you've told me this, in many of our lives just to interrupt us, to stop our busy schedules and cause us to focus on what really matters and to do a work in our heart and stretch our faith. And I, I, I just wish that all of us could, could hear all of the stories of life change, all of the stories of faith uh, being stretched, all of the stories of, of habits of sin and addiction just being broken in people's lives because these things have been happening even during this season of next gen. Someone wrote me these words. Hi, Pastor Mike. I know I said I had a million things I could share, but this one was the most special of them all. During the family prayer walk, when we all stood together as one and prayed over the church, our leadership, and each other, I truly felt the power behind when two or more are gathered in his name. It was the first time in my life that I felt a sense of a true extended family. I can't find the words to describe the enormous amount of security and safety I felt being surrounded by so many who love Jesus and in turn love each other. I belong to a family of Christ's followers, and that has changed everything. That moment made me excited to be a part of Next Gen so that someday another person, perhaps in my same shoes, has a chance to experience what I did that day. Here's another email that I received this week. Hi, Pastor Mike. I'd like to share the, my story of how Southwinds has changed my life. It wasn't until I was going through my divorce three years ago that I decided to give all my heartache and sorrow to God. I thought my life was over after the man I loved with my whole being for 18 years started a new relationship with another woman. Coming from a background of always having a man in my life to having no one was devastating. And I realized the only man I could put my full trust in was God. I prayed and I trusted Jesus to save me. I then moved to Tracy and I didn't know anyone. In February, I came to Southwinds, scared, stepping out of my comfort zone. I sat by myself towards the back, and I enjoyed the service and decided I would come back. As I was leaving, a friendly face in the lobby recognized that I was not a regular and offered her hand in some conversation. She recommended joining a small group. I felt my heart drop and thought, oh, another awkward moment. More new people. This is way out of my comfort zone. But I smiled and took the pamphlet. Right then... A woman with an amazing personality walked up to us, and the first woman said, Nicole, meet Nicole. She was hosting a new group the very next evening and invited me to come, and I knew this was what I needed to do. The very next day, I met eight wonderful women and felt very blessed to be there. I have been committed to attending Southwinds and my small group ever since. I love to praise God and look forward to coming to church every week. Sunday and Monday are very special days to me, and they wouldn't be had I not stepped into Southwinds Church that day. I now sit up front, ready to hear the word, and I love every minute. I'm now a member of Southwinds, and I've recently brought my six-year-old granddaughter to children's ministry. She also looks forward to Sunday. I am so blessed to have a church home I feel so passionate about. Every weekend, I find myself saying, I don't want to miss church. Amen? And over the last uh, 13 years, we have seen more than 1,000 people 
publicly declare their faith in Jesus Christ and receive baptism here in this place because God is changing lives. And I just want to stop for a moment and I want to ask if you are here uh, right now and this is the church, whether it was in the last 13 years or even beyond, I know for some of you it was before that period of time, but if you were here and this is where you placed your trust in Christ and you publicly declared that when baptism, would you just stand up for a moment so we can all rejoice with you? Just stand up everywhere across this room. Look at this. Amen. 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 And you can be seated. See, this is what we are about here. And this is what Next Gen is about. It's about seeing even more people come into God's kingdom, even more people coming to know God and his unimaginable goodness. That's what we're celebrating today. That's why we celebrate. Here's the second reason we celebrate today. We celebrate that our good God is the source of all that we have. See, one of the truths that David focuses on in his prayer is the reality that God owns everything and everything we have comes from him. You look at verses 12 and 14 and 16, again, you'll see that. It says, wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. That would be a really good thing to underline in your Bible. Verse 16, O Lord our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand, and all of it belongs to you. See, whatever we do as individuals, whatever we do as a church together, we must always recognize that we can only do what God enables us to do. And anything we give, it's really just giving back to him what he's already given to us. One of the people who made a very significant and sacrificial next-gen commitment said to me recently, Mike, whenever you talk about our giving, I hope that you will remind everyone that everything we have is God's. And he told me how accepting this truth in his life some time ago just revolutionized his personal understanding of generosity you see, when we understand this reality in our lives, it actually does change everything. I was looking at this passage, and I, I saw two things that I think are true uh, when we come to the place where we believe that God owns everything. Here's the first one. When I believe God owns it all, I can give joyfully and willingly. You know, if you read this chapter through on your own, you will see words about joy and willingness and freedom nine times. David and the people were giving joyfully and willingly because they knew where everything they had came from. See, so many of you have told me about the joy that you've just been experiencing during this season as you've gone on the next-gen journey, as you've been praying and asking God what he would have you to do, as you've been studying God's word and learning what it tells us, as you've been considering the mission that we've been given as a church. One parent wrote, Mike, as parents, my wife and I have always instilled service as a crucial value for our kids. Getting involved with NextGen is a perfect venue for our entire family to serve. In their own words, our kids have expressed that they see how difficult it has become to maintain a high level of quality in our children's ministry where they serve because of space constraints. They understand that a solution requires sacrifice from all of us. 
We have watched as they have embraced the vision for growth and see how we need to invest in our church community in order to grow it. We can see that the sacrifices we make today are investments in God's kingdom. Our vision is to grow and allow us to better spread the gospel and reach people for Christ. And knowing that we as a family have obediently participated in the effort to go out and make disciples is a much higher reward than anything this world can offer. See, that's the joy that comes from willing generosity. Someone else wrote, Mike, you often hear, you can't outgive God. And when I reflect what God has sacrificed for me, it is embarrassing to think that giving back what is already his is sacrificial. When I look into the face of my new grandchild and think of all the new babes in Christ that will come to know him through our expansion, what sacrifice is worthy of the sharing of the gospel to this next generation? You see, when I see in my life that God is only asking me to give back to him something out of everything that is his, that he's already given to me, then I can be joyful and I can give willingly. Another person wrote, after struggling with tithing for many years, a few years ago, we finally gave a full 10% back to the Lord for an entire year. Since then, we have been increasing that percentage each year. After learning about NextGen, we wanted to make an impact, and after weeks of contemplation, we are going well beyond a tithe and are sacrificing to make our commitment based on our faith in the one who supplies all our needs. Southwinds is proclaiming the gospel to a diverse and growing population, and we want to leave our mark. As together, we all strive to reach the thousands who do not know our God. Someone else wrote me this, Pastor Mike, I will try to keep this short. I am making a commitment to tithe the full 10%. Since I joined Southwinds, out of fear, I haven't been a tither. I am now looking forward to all the praise reports I know I will have to share in the future. And I'm excited to see what God has in store for all of us as we faithfully work together to further his kingdom. I can give joyfully and willingly. Second, uh, I can trust God to provide for my needs. You know, it's all God's. And if it's all God's, that means he can provide for us whatever we need whenever he wants. Amen? Someone wrote me this, Pastor Mike, my husband and I made a monthly commitment to NextGen, and we gave to the NextGen kickoff. We did not know how to meet the number God gave us, but we obeyed. It's not a lot to some, but it is to us. We had a garage sale the weekend after Commitment Sunday and made the exact amount we gave to NextGen the week before. God is so funny the way he claims victories just for him. <laughs> I received this email just yesterday. Good morning, and thanks so much for this opportunity with NextGen. It has been great to have our girls get involved and really learn what being a cheerful giver truly is. God has blessed our family tremendously during this season. I want you to notice the careful thought and planning that's, that's been involved for this, this family. After we made our initial pledge and we gave our first gift, and after my husband had worked his first overtime shift for next gen you see they're, they're planning and they're doing anything that they can see to do 
we got a call out of the blue to refinance our house for a 20-year loan instead of our 30-year loan. Because of the lower interest rate, we will actually be saving money each month and paying off our house a few years faster. This freed up the money we needed to give to NextGen. Our God is simply amazing. See, so many of you have told me stories like that, that as you have prayed and as you have focused on God's kingdom and you've thought about all the people all around us that Jesus died to save, your heart has just been broken and your, your mind has been opened up you know, to a deeper way to what God wants to do in you and through you. And you're growing in your faith to trust that God will take care of all your needs. Someone else wrote, Pastor Mike, giving to next gen is an opportunity for me to live out what I say I believe. And that is so true. This person goes on to say, I love Lamentations 3, 22 to 24, that says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. They go on to say, I know this journey will not be easy, but I know I will have God's strength to help me every step of the way. The future of Southwinds is exciting as we reach more families and see more lives being transformed. That brings me to the third truth we see in David's prayer. Why do we celebrate today? Well, we celebrate that God allows us the privilege to invest in eternity. You may not have noticed it. We kind of went past it quickly. But verse 15 says, Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Life is short, isn't it? How many of you are here this morning and you're kind of like me? You're realizing every day how short life truly is. That's another nice way of saying I'm getting older. (laughs) It just comes so fast, doesn't it? Life is short. But you know what? Eternity is forever. And, and really, when you begin to think about this, you, you, you start looking at your life, and you don't just think about today, and you don't just think about tomorrow. You start thinking longer term than that, and you begin to see your life from an eternal perspective. And when you see your life from an eternal perspective, it changes everything. See, Next Gen has forced us to ask ourselves What am I doing with my life that's going to last forever? What am I investing in with my life that's going to last forever? And I want to say something to you. The most valuable thing on earth really is that next generation. It's people who don't yet know God, people who are going to come behind us, people who are going to come to know Jesus. You know, we don't often think about this, but, but just stop for a moment and, and contemplate this. If you're sitting here today, you're sitting here in this place experiencing all that happens in the life of Southwinds because somebody else before you gave. Somebody else gave. Many people gave, right? Where did this building come from? Where did this church come from? All the way back to the very beginning, other people have given. Other people have sacrificed. Other people have gone without certain things so they could be generous. And that allows us to be here today. And as someone said to me earlier in this season, today is our time. Now is our time to give for the generations beyond us, the next generation. See, David, as he approaches death, and in 1 Chronicles 29, he's an older man. He, he calls up before them their children. If you read verses 18 and 19 closely, you'll see he's thinking beyond his own life. You know, many of you know that, that Dana and I have four kids, and they're mostly grown now. And, 
You know, and as a parent, just like any of you, there is just nothing that I want to invest in more than knowing my children have come to know the gospel and they know Jesus Christ and they have their eternal destiny secure in him because eternity is forever and this life is so short and all that they may accomplish in just a few years, it may be good, it may be great, but it pales in comparison to eternity. See, the most important thing for every one of us When we step into eternity, at that moment, the most important thing will be what we did with Jesus. And again, I hope that more than anything else, NextGen has helped you think about your life from an eternal perspective and and make decisions based on that. One of the most striking things to me about all the emails I received is how many of them came from people who are new in their faith. And that's just one more evidence of God at work here. Here's one of them. Dear Pastor Mike, as you know, I'm fairly new to the Southman's family, only here since last November and and baptized just this Easter. The amount of change I've seen in my life in this short time brings me joy I can barely put into words. Through my small group, I have formed such valuable friendships and grown closer to the Lord on an increasingly deeper level. I've picked up Bible journaling and love to use it as an outlet to connect to the Word of God. And she sent me some really cool pictures of what she's been doing. Never before had my heart been ready and willing to freely connect with God through Scripture. And now I receive daily strength through Jesus. When the Next Gen series came, you began to ask us to pray for the Southwinds pastors and staff, and I did. Then I started to pray for guidance for myself as well as the rest of my Southwinds family. In fact, let me stop here. She's been praying for you. Have you been praying for her? She's been praying for you. You don't even know she is. She's been praying for all of you. I I, I was praying that we would ready our hearts and open our ears so we can hear you leading us to our next destination. I prayed so much that I didn't know what else to pray, and I became a little distressed, worried my prayers couldn't be answered if I couldn't think of what to say. Then God showed me Matthew 6, 7, and 8, where it tells us God knows what we need before we ask him. What a relief. I began praying by just calling on the name of Jesus, thanking him for what he has done and for what I know he will continue to do in not only my life, but all of our lives and the lives of the future generations. My heart felt as if it was poured open. I know no matter what I pray or what I do, as long as I seek to glorify the Lord, I'm doing what's right for all of us. Amen. Someone else wrote me this. Our family has been attending Southwinds for about 10 years now. After quitting a six-figure job and not working for about five years due to injury, my body finally healed enough to begin a part-time job in January. I hardly make anything compared to what I used to make, but I truly wanted to honor God in my new job by tithing. I was so excited and truly happy to be able to tithe again. It's not much, and it leaves me about $40 a week to spend. During the prayer walk, God laid on my heart to give $20 a week to NextGen. It's terrifying to think about living on $20 a week, but as I wrote down the names of the people that need the Lord, it is much more terrifying to imagine them never coming to know God. I am so excited to see what God is going to do and how he's going to do it. God is at work in my life and in the lives of the people of Southwinds. I am beyond excited to see what God has in store for all of us. Friends, lives are being changed by the power of God. Here's another story. 
I am thrilled about what Southwind's future has in store for all of us. I first attended Southwind's over 10 years ago when we were still at West High. And I was nervous walking in alone, unsure what to expect. But it was a pleasant surprise to experience everyone's hospitality and friendliness. I was welcomed immediately. But I only attended two services because I was a stubborn, reckless, early 20-something. So much has happened in the 10 years that have passed. Early in adulthood, I was diagnosed with multiple mental illnesses, including major depression. I spent days in isolation. I behaved self-destructively. I didn't want to live. One day on a lunch break from work, I went home and did not return. My coworker called 911, and police officers and EMT showed up at my house, sirens blazing to find me lying on the floor after attempting suicide. I was hospitalized at a behavioral health center. You might think I'm crazy, no pun intended, but this event was a major blessing in my life. I received treatment that was long overdue. I found out who I was meant to be. I found joy and contentment, and most of all, I found God. Remembering my positive visits at Southwinds, I decided to return. I was baptized at Southwinds just over a year ago, and just last month, I earned my Master of Social Work degree. I went into social work because of all the social workers who helped me. I want to do the same for others, to give back and serve both the community and the Lord. My hope during Next Gen is to enable Southwinds to spread God's word and reach lost souls like I once was. To welcome newcomers and regular attendees just the same with open arms. I am praying for individuals who are struggling, hurting, uncertain, feeling helpless, lost, or unloved. I am praying that they find it in their hearts to completely put their lives in God's hands and trust in him. The thought of the Southwinds family being able to reach more individuals in the community brings tears to my eyes because of how beautiful it feels to be engulfed in his love. I am very much looking forward to what's to come. You see, a desire to invest in eternity just drives everything. It's such a privilege. And that really, I believe, is what's behind the reason so many of you have stepped out in faith. Here, here's another email. Hi, Pastor Mike. We started a small group of four families during NextGen that moved quickly to deep sharing. And we were honest about our struggles from our very first meeting. As we were praying about our commitment, someone shared how their spouse made the point that our commitment was for three years, not just a monthly total. And that perspective gave the whole group new eyes to see what God might do in the span of three years. I think we all received a word from the Lord that day. As my wife and I kept praying for what God would have us to pledge, my wife got a number before me, but she wanted me to hear from God before she would tell me hers. It took me another week, but I finally felt confident in what the number God was giving me, and it was clearly a number that was beyond our ability to pay, so I was hesitant to tell my wife as we are already barely scraping by. All I could do was pray for grace when I finally told her my number. By God's grace, she had been given the exact same number. We are excited to see how God is going to move in our lives to make this happen. And you know what's even cooler, I think, on top of all of this is all the things the kids have already been doing. I've shared a couple of their stories, just their, their joyful willingness to share, just trusting God. You know, they, they don't worry about the future because they know who holds the future in his hands. It's God, and they're, they're good with that. One mom asked her girls what they thought. An eight-year-old, a six-year-old, here's what they said. Eight-year-olds first. 
Next Gen is very important because all us kids are crammed into one little tiny space. And Next Gen will help our church be able to build a new building so we can grow and new people will be able to come and learn about Jesus. We have to make lots of sacrifices for Next Gen. Some sacrifices I have made are donating my own money, choosing to save money that my Mimi and Papa gave me for games at the pizza parlor and giving it to Next Gen instead of playing. I also helped my family come up with ways we could sacrifice like taking less vacations making shopping lists before we go to the store, daddy working overtime shifts at work. I love how she decided that daddy could work overtime shifts. <laughs> and, she says, not buying as many Disney Infinity characters for our Xbox. That's an important sacrifice. Here's the six-year-old. She said, the six-year-old said, I think next-gen is important, so we have next-gen money to buy the wood to build for our new building, and the pastors don't have to use all their own money. She is a very insightful little six-year-old girl. (laughs) She goes on, now they can use our money to help buy the wood and everything else they need to build the new building for all the new people. So this passage concludes verse 20. David said to the whole assembly, praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed low and fell prostrate before the Lord and the king. They praised God, they gave thanks, and they celebrated. So Southwinds, are you ready to celebrate? Would you like to celebrate? You got to let me know. Well, it's actually, you've been very patient, it's actually now time to celebrate. So I'm going to share with you some things that I think will help you get a picture of where God has brought us. I want to start with our, our current commitments, and first of all, I'm going to tell you about how many families and individuals have made uh, commitments, and I need uh, Jay to bring me the envelope to make sure I have the, the most up-to-date information because this thing is growing. Okay, right here uh, it says 230 uh, families and individuals. I believe we're now at 236 different families and individuals have made uh, commitments. We've actually also received um, our initial offering. This is the number we have here, and it is $1,100 more than what the slide is telling us right now. So you can add the math. It's almost $285,000, looks like to me, that's there. And I want to tell you, this is a very, very significant, this is an excellent uh, initial offering. Our, our consultant is going to be so happy and proud of you guys, what you have done. This is money that we, you've given. It's not a promise. It's not a pledge. not a commitment for the future. It is money that we have now, okay? Amen? Anybody want to say amen? And so now, if, if, I, can, if I can get the, the new envelope here, Pastor Jay is bringing it down the field. It's coming across the goal line here. And the new number for where we are in our next gen 36 month commitments is $2,425,052.53. And I will say that's a home run, all right? Amen. I'm so, so proud of all of you as you've given faithfully. And I know just because what I've seen today that there are still people in the process of making commitments. People are going to continue uh, to give and be part of this, and we were, we're going to keep you updated. Uh, this, uh, this commitment is going to enable us to move forward. 
Uh, the plans that we have right now, there's a lot that we know is going to happen uh, in the days ahead. But we are now anticipating that we'll break ground July 1st, 2017. Uh, we will obviously keep you posted along the way. And if we're able to break ground then, that will mean uh, that we will be able to occupy in March of 2018. And so we are on our way. It's time to celebrate. And we're going to, uh, uh, next step in our celebration today is I want, we want to show you a really, really uh, cool video that reminds us of where we've come from, uh, what God has brought us from. And as we watch this video, our ushers are going to be coming forward and they're going to be receiving our regular uh, offering uh, that you'll want to, to give to as you do each week. So enjoy this video. Continue to celebrate. 